0: I just wanna rattle your reality and get you to think differently about the interface you have with everyone in your life. Now let's get into this concept of being the most trusted advisor for life.
1: So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all wanna create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business And our income and we want to do it better faster and more seamlessly why so we can actually enjoy our lives take vacations and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love how do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged that's the big question and this show is dedicated to the answer Hey, so welcome to the podcast. Uh, I wanna say to you, we got so much positive feedback around Jay Abraham and specifically the strategy of preeminence. But as many of you said in the comments on all the different channels that there was just some pieces missing. So we took that feedback. We asked Jay to come inside the studio and spend for the first time in nearly 15 years cover from beginning to end the entire training for the strategy of preeminence. And now it's available for you. Enjoy the show. Well, first of all, uh, it's a privilege
0: and uh, an honor to share with you something that has, I think, defined my life. And uh, I've tried to help redefine the lives of a lot of different entrepreneurs on a worldwide basis. And it's something that I discovered through a client of mine about 20 years ago. And since then, it has really Uh, animated my spirit, has elevated my ability to connect. It has become pretty much the philosophical strategy or the strategic philosophy by which I've lived my life and I've taught uh, hundreds of thousands of others around the world to do it. And now I have the opportunity of at least introducing it to you. Tom gave you perhaps a little overview, but it is called the strategy of preeminence. And if you don't know what preeminence is, look it up because it's a very elevated status that you want to achieve in the mind and the heart and the in the uh, in the respect and the trust that you achieve with those you do business with. certainly those who pay you, but even those you pay. And I'll get into that uh, later. I have a lot of notes because I want to make sure that I cover as many of these points as possible. And I will try to give you a few examples, but it's very important that you reflect as I'm talking on people that have demonstrated the equivalent of this in your life and how differently and how wonderfully you connect with them because that's what I want to achieve for you in the connections you have with your prospects, your clients, your referral sources, your team members, uh, everyone in your life. So let's start with what it can be for you. It should be the foundation of your belief system, your ideology. It should be the basis upon which you interact with every human being, both business and personal. It should be the, uh, the bedrock of any marketing, advertising, communication, messaging you do. It should be the definitive and the preemptive and the uh, differentiator that basically elevates you above and beyond the maddening crowd in whatever market you compete in. So let's start with what it is all about. The first, and please, I'm going to look at my notes, not to be rude, but I haven't done this for a long time and I wanna make sure I do as much uh, and in the right order for you so you gain the the collective layers that will make you bulletproof, uh, sort of like Kevlar, layer upon layer. So the first element in becoming preeminent is exercising true empathy. And true empathy means that you take the time to examine, to explore, to understand, appreciate, acknowledge, and respect how the other side sees life because that is their reality. Interestingly, if you have a group of people in a room, you can have a conversation and you can go around the room intermittently and ask what came to mind or ask what someone's definition of even a word phrase is, and it'll be different. So you need to really grasp what it's like to be in the shoes, in this case, of your prospect. You know, what their hopes, their dreams, what their life is like now, what they're trying to get closer to, away from, why. Without that, you are playing a superficial game. With that, you are playing an authentic game. If you start by being the most authentic, then it can only go higher and higher from there. So the first thing is empathy. The second thing is you're always selling leadership, qualitative, genuine leadership. This is interesting, but I believe that every one of us are really scared little kids trying to get through life. Every human being wants and craves someone to guide them, to lead them. We are all looking for someone we can trust who cares mostly about our well-being. If you can be that person and you can establish that authentically, you can own the mindshare. And owning the mindshare gives you preemptive ethical control. The next part of being preeminent is conveying to the other side, I feel the way you feel. I understand that you're struggling to find the right house or the right uh, location or the right value or the right uh, uh, combination of elements. You've gotta be able to genuinely convey that you understand and you feel that way for them. The more that someone grasps that you really understand them, appreciate them, respect them and get them, the more they trust you. The next, there is an enormous difference between giving people information and giving people advice. If you're a leader and everyone wants someone to lead them as long as they believe that that someone has their best interest primarily at heart, they're silently begging to be led. But if you just give me information, that's very, very, very platitude-based. Advice, strategies, guidance, actionable ideas and direction and reasons why. One of the most underutilized, overlooked, and powerful phrases that will underpin your achievements are the words reason why. Tell me the reason why you recommend something. Tell me the reason why I should trust you. Tell me the reason why you have the advice you're giving me. Make me comfortable with not just who you are, but why you are, and I will bond with you. Your goal in being preeminent is to help someone basically achieve, and and attain focus. Why, and I'm gonna read this because I wanna make sure it comes across, so bear with me, I wrote it. When you help provide people with focus, focus gives them clarity. Clarity gives somebody a sense of power. When they feel empowered, they have understanding. When they have understanding, it gives them more certainty. When they have certainty, it gives them trust in the person or the persons that provided that certainty. And without that trust, people won't make the buying decision you want. So you've got to give them the focus that they need. And don't assume they know what they're doing. Don't assume they know the basis. Don't assume they know everything, but also don't Whatever you do, don't try to act more arrogant, don't try to act uh, more authoritative. Humility and humanity are one of the most overlooked attributes you can have in guiding people. They need to trust you and they need to trust you because you're a human being. You're not bigger than life, you're not uh, someone who's godlike, you're a human being. Okay. Everything you share has to be views that they can trust. So think clearly, not manipulatively, but clearly about what you say and the opinions or the perspectives or the attitudes that you share. Okay, back again. Leadership, leadership, leadership. You are always functioning as a leader in their mind. Also, since everyone is saying the same thing, you can gain enormous advantage by providing what I will call alternative perspectives. Not necessarily counter, but a different way of looking at the situation, a fresh slant, something that provokes positively their awareness, something that provokes positively their understanding. When you do that, you get them thinking. And thinking is the basis of believing. Okay, one of the things that's very, very critical in being preeminent is producing a series of progressive connections. If you think about uh, anybody who's ever tried to master anything, skill, exercise, new profession. You don't go from point one to point 21. You do it through a number of sequences and stairs. It's the same way when you're building a preeminent relationship with your prospect or client. You take them on a connective series of credible, authentic, and uh, leader-based awareness that get them to the outcome that you want them to have for their best interest. And you have to show them that you get what they want and you have to put it into words that will be verbalized. The ability to put into words what somebody wants is one of the greatest and most overlooked power uh, forms that you can possess. By that I mean people have feelings but they've never verbalize them clearly when you take the time to put into words what you grasp somebody is striving to either achieve accomplish acquire uh, uh understand then they have enormous trust for you because it's very relief giving a lot of people have these driving desires but they've never verbalized it the first person who verbalizes it gains enormous bonded trust and there's a very interesting shortcut to being able to be masterful at that i call it the amazon.com sc- school of business if you go to amazon or any discussion group and you take the top books or the top topic the top topics on the subjects that you are involved in whether it's Buying, selling, uh, you know, uh, uh, moving up, moving down, whatever the transactional dynamic is, and you look at the best-selling books, you will see titles that captivate people's mind. Titles move people to action and subtitles. You can also look at the table of contents because those are the phrases that people get excited about. Then if you look at the positive and the negative reviews, normally it's a zero or a five, you'll see people expressing in a passionate way what they want and what they don't want. And when you're passionate, your subconscious overrides your conscious. The best part about it is you say things beautifully, exquisitely, clearly, and if you study all these, You can use these phrases when you are verbalizing for your clients what they want and what they don't want. You can say, I know that you don't want this and this and this just by aggregating and studying what people are turned off with when you study Amazon or the discussion groups. You can say, I believe you do want blank, blank, and blank because you're mirroring what people want when they are very, very positive. By doing that, you are verbalizing two different things for your client. One, the aspirational part of what they're trying to get closer to, and two, the negative of what they're trying to get away from. And when you do that, you own their mind share at a deeper level than any of your competitors. One of the most important elements of being preeminent is mastering what is called the you attitude. And it's all about you, not me. It's not about me telling you how great I am. It's not me telling you about other people. It's me basically listening, being interested, focused on you, your life, your goals, your aspiration, your house, whether it's buying or selling or moving. And the more I am focused on you, and I am interested in you, the more you will be trusting and bonded to me. It's very, very simple. You wanna be the most interesting person in the world, be interested. You wanna be the most respected, respect. And respect connotes listening, telling people you've heard what they said, giving them responses that are very congruent with what is being uh, discussed. Now, what I believe in almost any situation is you bring people in sequentially. No matter how ardent or eager someone may seem to be about buying their home or selling their home, you wanna show them that you're not in a hurry. You are there to basically make sure that everything gets done correctly. You are there because you are a professional and there's a certain way to do it. And you're going to make certain that they get the very best outcome, whether it's selling, buying, moving, whatever the the transaction is. The next and a very, very fundamental, not element, but driving lifeblood in being preeminent is hopefulness. You have this absolute, sincere, authentic hope for me that I will have a better life. I will have a happier life. I will have a richer life. And so will my family, if I have one, because of the contributions you are making. And you don't just see the relationship transactionally, meaning you're buying a house through me, or someone selling a house through me. You see it as transformative. Big difference between transactional and transformative. Let me explain. Transformative means you see that by helping me choose the very best and the, the most opportune home, if I'm buying, where I will have the greatest joy, the greatest uh, happiness, the greatest appreciation where my children, if I'm gonna have children, uh, will have the best uh, connections, the best school systems. You see the future for me and you see how enriching that will be. It's not just you're selling me a house and on to the next one. And this hopefulness has to be authentic. It can't be feigned. It can't be faked. It can't be superficial. It can, but it won't work. If it's real, you are going to transcend and preempt every other person you compete against because they don't they don't really have this hopefulness. They have this transactionalization. You have a transformative worldview for your clients. and that's that's one of the most powerful, and unique attributes and success factors that someone in your profession can possess. There's a concept that I believe, and that is you have a moral obligation, a responsibility, and a privilege to help your client get the best outcome, the best choice, the best result the best future possible. And when you see it as that, it elevates your sense of commitment, responsibility, protection, and that, that real sense within you comes across. It permeates. It, 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 uh, it evokes a whole different connection with your client. And this is intangible, but it's very real. And when you live this, not practice it, because it's not a practicable, it becomes an, in, an uh, not an inherent, it becomes an automatic and a permanent part of your ideology, of your belief system, of how you live and conduct your life. Your life is based on making people far better off each and every time you're in their life and massively better off whenever you help transform, not just transact uh, uh, real estate for them or related services. I believe that if you wanna be seen as the most trusted advisor, which is what you do, and you wanna be the most trusted advisor for life, and you wanna program them to see you as such, And you get in life not what you deserve, but what you proactively and authentically program for yourself. I believe you want to be the most trusted advisor for life. That's being preeminent. And for life means a couple of things. It means that at various frequencies, they know you are going to apprise them of the real estate market, the mortgage market, all kinds of things that are in their best interest, not yours. Number two, being the most trusted advisor for life means they are going to know that any time in their life that anyone that they care about, family, friends, co-workers, employees, employer, church members, is contemplating any kind of a real estate based transaction, they are encouraged to have them confer with you, consult with you. Irrespective of whether they do business with you, you want every client to know that you are there to provide the best reason, best researched, most expert perspective to anyone they care about before that person takes any action. And when you program that, you set in motion, and this is another discussion, because I've done probably more uh, uh, work development uh, research and refinement in the field of referral generation uh, strategies than about anybody I know, and uh, probably about anybody in this field. But it sets the stage for constant flow of referrals, a constant uh, uh, respect and embrace when you come back into their life, looking at you above and beyond the maddening crowd. So you want to ask yourself every time you have an interaction with them, how are you going to have the most positive impact? Now, this is very interesting because it goes... It goes to a number of different applications. One is when you're having an in-person discussion. The other is when you're having a telephone discussion. But there's a third element. When you are sending me any communication written, also when you're leaving me a message, it's really uh, interesting how non-strategic most people are when they call someone on the phone. If you look at it statistically, what do you think the probability is normally of getting a live person on the phone? Not very high. So being shocked and not knowing what message you're going to leave seems to me to be very, very reactive. If your supposition is you hope you'll get them but you don't expect to, every communication you leave should be an advancement and an enhancement of the relationship. It shouldn't be. Oh, this is Jay. Call me back. It should be. This is Jay. I'm deeply working on, you know, on selecting, uh, you know, five wonderful properties that I think meet your criteria, and I'll update you when you call me back, or something like that. But just not using every impact point to maximum strategic advantage within the authentic realm of being preeminent is, it's tragic. And I hope I'm not getting you too tangential because this is just your first outer peripheral primer with luck. And if you embrace it, I will be my my great pleasure to take you deeper and more specific and take you into scenarios in the future. But right now, I just want to rattle your reality and get you to think differently about the interface you have with everyone in your life now let's get into this concept of being the most trusted advisor for life if you're going to be the most trusted advisor you have to have in your mind the reference frame of what the difference is between a customer and a client now i presume in your profession you do refer to them as clients and not customers if you don't, then you must start. But let's just look at the difference. If you look at Webster's Dictionary, a customer is someone who buys a commodity or a service. Anyone who refers to anyone they do business with or for as a customer is basically, uh, they're they're defaulting and saying, hey, I'm nothing more than a commodity. I'm a marginalized uh uh, n- non-unique, uh, uh, nothing more than everyone else. A client, according to Webster's, is someone who's under the care, the protection, the well-being of another. It elevates your role in, in protecting, in, in enhancing their life and their outcome, and it elevates your sense of purpose, your sense of possibility, and your sense of connection to the client. And as I said, it's intangible, but that all comes across in a very different way than people who don't operate and live this uh, kind of a belief system. The message you are sharing doesn't have any value unless it makes an impact and gets them to take action. You can utter a lot of rhetoric, but if you don't get me, your client, your prospect, to take an action, the action can be, yes, I really do want to look at that house. Yes, I have never thought about it, but I do want an extra bedroom. Yes, I have never thought about it, but a private backyard that is Uh, beautiful and restive is great. Yes, I do want a house that is off uh, the street more private. I mean, you want to be able to get me to evoke impact-based response for two reasons. One, because if you don't help me calibrate and uh, denominate what it is I want, then you're going to work your tail off trying to get to uh, resolution. The more you help me basically focus in, remember we talked about focus earlier, on what I want and what I don't want and why. The more you verbalize for me what I'm trying to get closer to and away from, the more I trust you, the more I have clarity, the more I'm willing to take action the more successful you will be because you will make me successful in my search for a home or in my uh, in my desire to sell my home. But I have to trust you implicitly. And there are actual uh, guideposts for commanding trust, and we can go into that in another session. But right now, I want to stay on preeminence because it gets very deep. Uh, you have to provide your prospect with reassurance and the motivation to use solutions that you provide them. In other words, if you say, look, here's the way I believe you should search for your either dream home or next home or new home and why. Remember, reason why always. But you've got to give me reassurance. And The reason I recommend that is it's going to eliminate a lot of waste. It's going to allow me not to frustrate you you won't be frustrated. we you are right in on what you want most, and what I believe represents the greatest value and the greatest uh, success for you, your wife, your you know your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. But you have to give me that connection. You don't have to. You can you can grope and founder and and. Uh, and and make it 10 times harder for yourself but I wouldn't do that because it's not fulfilling it's not effective and you don't feel good about it when you're preeminent you love it because you're connecting with your clan it's such a rich deep fulfilling authoritative and authentic manner that it just it's wonderful it's in it's indescribably and unimaginably more satisfying than the way most people transact this business. Prospects that you're dealing with, clients have to recognize your advice as a solution to a huge problem they feel emotionally as well as tangibly. And I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but in our lives, we are rewarded for the problems we solve for others and the opportunities we make possible. Problems we solve, opportunities we make possible. So if you look at what your job is, it's really solving problems that people don't even know they have because they've never verbalized it, and achieving opportunities for them that they've not got clarity on because they've not verbalized it. The bridge is verbalizing for them what they don't want, what they want, why they want it, the reason why, and giving them the empowerment to believe in you and believe in themselves. And when you do that, the game you're playing is so much more uh, impassioned, joyous, fun. I mean, you look forward to every interaction. You don't loathe it. People want to feel very good about the way they conduct themselves. That's why even if it seems like it takes longer, you wanna make sure you uh, fortify the relationship with this understanding, this advice, this verbalization because they wanna feel very good and you feel the best when you feel confident, certain, knowledgeable, and clear in your understanding. If you don't, then you have second thoughts. You equivocate, you contemplate, you procrastinate because you're unsure. The more certain you are, the more decisive you are. That's human nature. And when we are uncertain, we will do things to curtail taking action because we don't feel confident. Your job is to make me so confident in my, not just trust for you, but my trust of my own understanding of the dynamic we are uh, engaged in, the journey we are on, the prospects of my future in a new environment, house, life, that I'm comfortable saying, yes, let's do it, or yes, Let's make an offer, or yes, let's accept that offer. Always ask yourself in every interaction you have in person, written, by phone, even messaging, if I were on the receiving end of that communication, would it impact me positively? There is a concept that one of my mentors taught me. It's called the so what factor. And you ask yourself, if I heard you say this, would it move me forward? Would it move me closer? Would it be neutral? There's actual research that shows that certain things you do and say are turn-offs. They move people away. That's not what you want. You don't want neutrality. You don't want Repulsion, you want attraction. I hope this is interesting because I uh, only visit this in uh, in an educational form when I do things like this, but I live it. And I can tell you that living your whole life, not just your professional life this way, it's liberating, it's exhilarating. Everything about it makes being alive more vibrant, more... More dimensional. I mean, I really can't express enough how how decisively different this is going to shift for the better your life, your professional achievements, your whole worldview. Whatever you are proposing has to answer a question that's already on the client's mind. But as I said much earlier in this discussion but that you helped verbalize. If it doesn't, you aren't gonna get the result you want. Most people in a profession fall in love with the profession. And in my opinion, that is a grievous suboptimal mistake. If you fall in love with the people, the clients you serve, you are gonna see your connection multiply. You're going to see your focus on not just the transaction, but the transformation expand. You're going to see that you have an appreciation for them in ways you've never really allowed yourself. Now, I got to get back into client for a minute because the concept of client, and I left this out, is, is uh, it's, it's, it's not tricky, but it's, it's more dimensional than people think. Certainly, a client is the person or the entity that pays you, but there's two or three other categories of clients, and they are the ones you pay, your team members, your advisors, and your vendors. And what you want is an ecosystem that has everyone collaborating together for the betterment of the outcome. And that requires you to take these same elements and redirect them to these two or three other categories so that you can achieve what I will call optimum congruency, optimum collective collaborative outcome, optimum upside leverage. Most people in a selling profession think, what do I have to say to get someone to buy or sell? And it's really not what you have to say. It's how much value do you have to give that they appreciate? And value is not denominated by what your definition is. You have to get into their mind. That's why early in this discussion, I told you you have to have empathy and appreciate who they are, what they are, why they are, what their life is like, their hopes, their dreams, because your idea of value and mine may be totally different. If I'm not clearly... And, uh, and uh, squarely, in alignment with your definitions of value, we're going to have a breakdown. And the breakdown means we're not going to transact business and I'm not going to be able to transform your life. You're going to be the loser. I'm going to be the loser. You don't want that, particularly when you can make such a difference by living this kind of a mindset. So your job is to be an agent and a creator a value, a value contributor for everyone you interact with in your professional life and really everyone you interact with in your personal life. And when you do it, it, it just it, it's inexpressible how wondrous your life will become. And I'm not trying to be a uh, platitude, rah-rah, cheerleader personal development. I'm just telling you that every company and every individual I ever shared this with who embraced it saw their business multiply, the richness of their life expand uh, and compound, and uh, and their joy factor go off the charts. But if you don't want that, then keep doing whatever the status quo is and wondering why you're not getting a better result. You wanna keep having ideas that you share that make people better off each time you present them. Always question, am I adding value, am I not? And show me is always more powerful than tell me. I'm gonna dispense with the rest of my notes because I wanna make some points that are nuances, because nuances, are some of the most overlooked elements in embracing any new philosophy or strategy. So a couple of nuances. One is use future pacing. And you use it two ways. One is in your own mind to see what life is gonna be like when this, Prospect, this client, this family is in their new home and their children are in their new neighborhood and they're going to their new school. And 10 years from today, when that property explodes in value, and when the children go off to college and they get scholarships because of the environment they're in versus being in a bad community, or in your own mind, you have to see the impact you're going to make beyond the transaction. But you wanna share that vision openly and verbally with the client as well because it dimensionalizes and adds uh, exceptional additional value to what you bring to the table. The next is one of the most powerful and underutilized communication vehicles is similes, metaphors, examples, Case studies. The reason why is very simple. Any of you who are religious, you know, whatever your uh, your believability is, the vehicle that you subscribe to—a Bible, Quran, uh, you know, the Torah—they use parables, storytelling, to make their point. When you use stories, it's very powerful. And I'll give you a simple example. Uh, Over my career, I've I've, uh, created, developed, refined, and introduced hundreds of different philosophies, methodologies, approaches. And one of them, uh, the predecessor of this, was the unique selling proposition or the unique differentiating proposition. And when I used to explain it, I explained it very, very complex and very uh, polysyllabic. And I was always pretty excited And one day I was presenting it at a very large event with Tony Robbins and he pulled me aside and said, Jay, you're making it hard for people to embrace it. Why don't you say this? Do you know how when Federal Express started, they said, when it absolutely positively has to be there overnight by 10, FedEx? You know how when Domino's first started, they said, hot, fresh, delicious pizza delivered to your door? in 30 minutes or less, or it's yours free. You know how Nordstrom said, if you're dissatisfied with any purchase for any reason at any time, you can have a refund, a replacement, or a credit, no questions asked. You know how when Avis got started, they said, we're number two, so we have to try harder and do more. That's a unique selling proposition. And they made metaphoric similes of analogy, and when you use those, it's easy for people to grasp. So when you're making points, take the time ahead of time to compile examples, reference models and other forms of life. This is to that as this is to that. And don't try to shortcut the process. I can go on and on, but I think this is enough to introduce you to it. If you like what you are hearing, I suggest you start exploring and I've suggested to Tom that he takes the time to share with you some of the singular elements and put it into a document. And if you are uh, uh, interested, I will be happy to take different applications of your business and give you very specific scenario-based illustration and suggested instruction on how to adapt, adopt, and apply preeminence to those situations. But I hope this is a good first time introductory primer and it goes a lot deeper and it has the capacity and the proven documented history of totally and permanently transforming your career, your your life, your, your profession for the better in ways you cannot imagine until you start living it.
1: Thank you. Well, there you have it. Jay Abraham at his best. Now you have the opportunity to listen to this three, four, five, six times. Share it with a friend or two, certainly people on your team. Because when you implement the strategy of preeminence in your business, you become the trusted advisor. You become the only person they call. And that was my goal here's to your success. Next week, I'm interviewing Steve Harney, the founder of KCM Keeping Current Matters, where he's going to reveal to you the five biggest concerns that buyers and sellers have in today's market and exactly what you should do about it. Make sure you check out next week's podcast. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.